Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Tuesday, January the 19th, 2016. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart, and welcome everyone. We're honored that you're here with us. And moving forward in the understanding of first century Aramaic forgiveness and all of the corollary tools that go with the work, it's pretty awesome to uh, to watch how it all unfolds. And uh, I, kind of an, a fun and exciting announcement. You know, you've perhaps listened to uh, to Michael Coughlin more than once over the years, and his uh, engagement in the work, his starting point where he came to one of my workshops and sneered at me and walked out the room. <laughs> and, uh, thought I was pretty crazy. Last night he shared uh, with the audience how, and this is you know, five years ago when he first did that, but he met me in the parking lot and I'm walking in with my suit and sandals and he says, hi. And I said, hi. Says, how are you? I said, I'm blessed and highly favored and he just rolled his eyes like this guy's pretty wacko (laughs) last night he shared how a little while back someone asked him how he was doing he said blessed and highly favored (laughs) but anyway you perhaps listened to the show where michael shared his starting point uh you know his pride and joy is the fact that he was a a military trainer expert killer and did a good job of it took out lots of enemies and lived in a lot of rage, a lot of pain, attempted suicide, alcohol. Showed up at Heartland a year ago this summer in a wheelchair, and six weeks later we're jogging up the hill. So last night he came down to, uh, he and Margaret came down to support us at the uh, at the workshop in Hollywood. And uh, we find out as he's speaking that... Uh, He's the Sunday presenter at the service at CSL in Boca Raton on Sunday. <laughs> Cheney said, from cursing to preacher. It's like, well, actually, from killing the cursing to preacher. Anyway, it's just it's just pretty cool to watch transformation happen in people's lives. And, you know, uh, 
the sweetness that's in all of us. You know, it, it doesn't matter where we've been, what uh, what we've been up to. The truth is, we're all the same. And you know that to me, it's such a precious question. The question that Jeannie asks at the opening of each "Why is this happening to me again?" workshop, and that is, how many have helped a newborn child? And to listen to people's answers about the sweetness, the beauty, the the purity, the presence of love that everyone experiences with the newborn. And how we can be convinced. It, it, it's like an amazing dynamic of carbon-based memory of the body's mind that we can be convinced that something else is true about us. It's amazing. And that fortunately... The truth about us, no matter what we've done, no matter what's been done to us, the truth about us is always intact, and all we have to do is peel away the layers, and there we are. There's the truth of a human life, the awesome act of presence of love. So anyway, it was very sweet to have Michael show up last night, and you know, here's, a, here's a gentleman who you know, was in a wheelchair, and they were getting ready to do some pretty severe drugging just to shut the pain down, and... Six weeks later, he's jogging, and uh, last night when I walked in the center, I'm carrying a bag of or a box of uh, DVDs, probably you know, 40 pounds. Michael just walks over like nothing and picks it up and takes it out of my hands. You know? And uh, if the world had its way, he'd be hobbling around on in a wheelchair and and uh, waiting to be dead from the drugs they'd given to cover the pain. And to just watch that kind of transformation happen is is amazing and fabulous. And you know, it, it each person who chooses to do the work that we choose to do and step into integrity with the truth of who we are makes such a contribution to opening this field. You know, you hear me say it often that uh, Yeshua was a physicist. When he says a little leavening leavens the whole loaf, he's not talking about bread. He's talking about humanity. And so I, I hope you find that as inspiring as I do when I when I hear that Michael's the presenter at the Sunday service. He's going to present the, the sermon at the Sunday service on Sunday morning. So if you're in Boca Raton, show up at uh, CSL in Boca Raton. It's just off Palmetto Road at 95 and uh, be there to support Michael in presenting. And beyond that, I'm just here to to hear where people are at, hear what's happening in your world, if we can be of support. You know, last night we did On Creating Consciously. I think it was probably, I don't know, Jeannie, maybe you'd have an opinion. You've sat in on several hundred of them, or dozen at least, several dozen. Um, I think probably it was the best, the highest energy, and the best Christmas presentation, Christmas, Christmas presentation <laughs> of on creating consciously that I've ever done. It was just like the energy was just so clear, and you know you, you know when you're right on, and the way the material came together, and I think most everybody in the audience who never thought of themselves as creators have lived in a world of victimhood kind of sat with just with their jaws open of, oh, my God, what have I done to myself? What have I created in my life? And am I willing to get out of the space of unconscious creation and into the space of consciously creating? And what do I need to let go of? What beliefs? You know, it, w- when you ask yourself the question, 
in order to be where I am today, what have I had to believe about myself and the world and the people around me? And am I willing to change those beliefs? And if I am, what am I going to change them to? And, and to recognize that, you know, there, there isn't a creature on the planet that has the ability to originate anything different than every one of its species has ever done. You know, you've perhaps heard me use the example of, you know, here we are in South Florida. You're not going to have a pair of robins return to your backyard in South Florida in the, in the winter and, and overhear the conversation where one of the robins turns to the other and says, you know, dear, we've been building this robin's nest every time we come to, uh, to Florida every year we do that, and I think it's time we built an Oriole model. You're not going to find a robin doing that. You're not going to find any creature on the planet creating any new or revolutionary behavior. But you, wherever your bloodline has been, wherever your creative process has been, wherever your life has been unfolding, and you know, you can, you can almost imagine the moment at which the creator says, you know, I've been in charge of everything on the planet till now. Every creature, thousands and thousands of creatures and plants and, and you know, the whole creation, I've been in charge. And now I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to offer something that I've never offered to any other creature. And that is the ability to originate something new. And one of the things to be aware of is that I think a lot of it is, is kind of unconscious, but virtually everybody, every authority, at least everyone who wants to be an authority, wants to take over your originative capacity, wants to be the one that sources the frequencies that structure your mind to create your life in a way they want you to create your life. We're here to support you, opening true to true and total direct guidance and supporting you creating your life for what you're here to create, to create a life on purpose. And as you understand your purpose, there's actually a, a cool uh, video that, uh, that Tim uh, posted on Facebook, I was on his page the other day, and so I reposted. Actually, it was just yesterday, I guess. And there's this comedian who does a thing where he sits down with people and just kind of talks to them and draws out of them what their talents are. And he, this particular video, if you want, to, if you're not connected with us on Facebook, uh, send a friend request to J M underscore R Y C E. But he's sitting with an audience and, you know, he asks if anybody has any musical talent. And this guy says, yeah, I'm a music teacher and singer. And so he asked the guy to sing Amazing Grace. And the guy just does a beautiful job of it. But he makes this really beautiful point. After he says, you know, so now we know you've got a talent. And then why do you have the talent? Changes everything. And he demonstrates that so beautifully. I mean, it's just genius. He demonstrates that by then saying, okay, here's the situation. And I don't remember the exact details. You know, 
your your grandfather was shot in the back and went to prison. He just got out of prison and you know saved the family. Whatever, you know this this detailed, emotionally wrenching story. And he says, now we want you to sing it as your grandfather. And what a difference! I mean, the first rendition was beautiful. The second was heart wrenching. And and he points out the difference between knowing your purpose and why you have that purpose. My offering is that we are here because we are creators and we're here to bring something new to the world. We're here to open the space for the world to be a place where human life can show up. You know, in the last analysis, virtually everyone, when we do the purpose, personal power and commitment workshop, we do that in several of our intensives. Everybody's purpose always revolves around something to do with we as human beings expressing our true humanness as love. So if you're doing a job for money, you'll notice how exciting it is. Blah. If you're doing a job because you're here to make a difference, then it makes the world a difference. And we're here to make a difference in your life. And one of the reasons for that, it's a selfish reason, it's because what I've found is every time I make a difference in someone else's life, I get an upgrade in my own. How cool is that? So that's what we're here to support you with. And if there is any question we can answer for you about the work and the, uh, the whole body of uh, information that we've developed and the tools and the how-to, we would love to hear your sweet voice, our call-in number, if you're on one of those stations where we can't see you, uh, or if you're in the chat room, you can call in at 646-200-4169. And if you push one, that will magically raise a hand in the control panel. How cool is that? And Jeannie will know you want to talk to us, and she'll introduce you by your area code. Jeannie, do we have any hands up at this moment? Well, no, but we have Dr. Tim, and then we have a question that was uh, Skyped to me earlier. Cool. Well, then let's say hello to Dr. Tim. See what's exciting in his world. Well, I'm just uh, enjoying the intro as usual, and um, I guess the new thing is I did get um, my talk from Sunday edited and up to my website, and then um, the first hour of the two-hour workshop on relationship transitions or grief or loss, however you want to talk it, talk about it, is uh, also up there at cnhcounseling.com. And if people click awesome. on the media, the media link and then the audio link, it's one of the first two or three audio files up there. I'm currently working on getting the handout in a PDF form uh, uploaded where people can download that as well, so then they'll have the whole process they can... If they listen to the first hour and they have the PDF, they can actually get access to one of the most useful tools I've learned in my 41 years of doing therapy and and start to make changes in how they process every transition in a relationship and every ending of a relationship and leave them in a more loving, productive, and creative state. Cool. So that's what I have to offer well, look today. Forward to and, listening. Uh, and and I I look forward to hearing the question from Jeannie that someone Skyped in. 
Cool. Let's go for it, sweetie. Okay. I got one this morning, and she said that she was working, but she hoped to have a radio on so she could hear the answer. And it's a question about a lesson in A Course in Miracles, Lesson 19. And it says, you will notice at times the ideas related to thinking precede those related to perceiving, while at other times the order is reversed. Can you clarify what that means? Yes, we can. And basically, it it actually relates to uh, our opening, kind of interestingly enough, in that remember that perception is a construct of the mind. We think, we've been taught by the world, we have a set of, of, of windows through which we look into the world and we see what's out there. Well, that's just absolutely not true. Never has been true, never will be true. We do not have windows. We have receivers. We have devices called eyes that are frequency receivers. They work in the frequency range of visible light. And when something comes in through those receivers, whatever is stimulated in us will produce a picture which shows up on the inside of our eyeballs, so to speak. We think we're looking out in the world, but we're actually looking at a construct called a perception. You can go to uh, CIA's website on perception. They've got a whole study where God only knows how many billions they spent, you know, with their unlimited dollars out of everybody else's pocket. If they want to do a project, it's like, well, let's spend money. And uh, they've gone to great lengths to study perception, and in this case, in particular, to enhance the ability to get correct intelligence. So trying to get perception to be correct. And in doing so, they quote-unquote uncover the idea that we do not record reality. We generate it. We construct it. So the, the, the point of this particular lesson is you have a construct in your mind. If the construct in your mind comes from past content, then the thinking came before the perception, the thinking that created the construct, and you are now living in the past. You know, there's a, there's an interesting little interchange that happens with Yeshua and some of the Pharisees where Yeshua talks to the Pharisees and he points out that they have a different father than he has. That is, they each have a different source of thinking. His thinking is the creator, love, which he refers to as his father. And he points out that the Pharisees' father, that is the source of their thinking, creator's mind but is their body's mind and and by definition let, let's do a little exercise we do in the communication workshop if if i were to define a word as a tool of communication would that be a reasonable definition most everybody agrees it is and when words are being used as they are now they're indicative of an interaction between two people so 
if words are tools of communication indicative of an interaction between two people, if that's a reasonable presumption, which I think it is, then I invite everybody to notice that there are words running in your head right now. And you're not saying them to anybody else. If there are words running in your head right now that you're not saying to anyone else, and words are tools of communication between two people, who's in there with you? Who's telling you what this conversation means? You may walk away with thinking that came before your perception of this show, producing a construct and not hear a word that I said or, or capture a concept that I meant. Yeshua describes that process of allowing carbon-based memory to formulate our realities, our perceptions. And he, he refers to the source of that thinking as the liar. He says, your father is a liar. There is no truth in him. Kind of, you know, it comes through by the Greeks as personalized. But he's saying, everything that comes from your past thinking that constructs a picture in your mind, a reality, a perception, is false because by definition, if it's already in your carbon-based memory, then it's from the past. It can't be true about the present if it's from the past, but it comes up and we think it's true and we're locked into that perception and we think it's true about someone other than where the source of the thinking that created the perception came from, the past and carbon-based memory. He spoke about how the dead bury the dead and the blind lead the blind. If we have a different source of thinking that an event happens and that event formulates a resonance within us and if we're actually listening to the mind of love, the mind of the creator, what was called the mind of Christ, then instead of our perception of the event coming out of the past, we will capture a present moment live experience. So it's a difference between a live experience and a dead experience pretending to be alive. You know, the non-being self runs its mouth, runs the show, and it pretends that it is alive, but there is no life in it. It's false. It's phony. So to to be able to quiet carbon-based memory sufficiently that if there's a piece of information you need from it, great. Go to it for information. But you don't let it run your thinking, your perception, and your world because it's all from the past. So its thinking precedes the perception, and if you buy that perception from thinking that precedes your perception, then your whole life is guided by the past. And you know where that gets you. The dead bury the dead, the blind lead the blind. If we are still in that carbon-based memory and we're able to listen, then once an event occurs, we will have the truth of it explained to us by thoughts that come after the event and the perception starts to form. becomes a whole different game. Now you've got 
a real, true, live event rather than being buried by past realities, perceptions, and events. I was processing with someone recently, and they shared how, you know, they felt very irritated and, and agitated about a particular event in their lives. And so that event resonated some things from the past. And, and, and there's a way you can tell always, 100% of the time when there's hostility or fear going on in you, you know that you're not in the present moment. You're in something from the past. It's like that's a warning signal. So for this person, an event happened. It resonated something to the past, and there was this irritation and upset. Now, here's what I know. All irritation. If we're truly in being, then everything that happens in the present will be connected to love. We will see it through a filter of love. And there cannot be irritation or upset in that filter. So at that point, I asked the person, well, you know, how long has this been going? You know, remember that song that kids had on Fusion? How long has this been going on? When was the first time you experienced that? Go back. And it was just like, bingo. The minute they were willing to cancel the goal for the person in front of them to be different, then they were able to collapse the perception that what they were feeling and experiencing was about what this other person did and drop into, oh my God, that's that was exactly how I felt when I was nine years old with my dad. And in being able to do that, we start to see how past thinking creates perception that looks real and alive in this moment when the truth is, it's never real and alive. And what we're working to, to support people doing, you know, one, of my, one of my early mentors, his, uh, his favorite, or one of his favorite sayings was that 100 million million people live and die every century and never know that they've even lived. Because they're stuck in this thing of their past thinking creates perceptions and they simply repeat repeat, repeat, repeat. This is the replicate mind. This is sustained incoherence that we talk about in the worksheet. And if we can still that mind, then an event will occur, energies will come in through our senses, in one case in the eye, and the creator with present moment thinking, with the mind based in truth, will be able to present us with a whole different reality. And the game changes. So that would be my take on that one. Dr. Tim, do you have any thoughts about uh, about that quote from the course? Well, I was going to go in much the same place you did, the idea that we construct our realities is at the core of accurate observation, and yet it is not taught. So I, I just would echo what you said that the idea that one of the ways I talk about it with people is I say, you know, when I choose my thoughts, 
that creates my emotions. As a matter of fact, it's a part of the lecture I gave on Sunday. And a lot of times people say, well, that's not true because I was just sitting here and didn't have any sad thoughts when all of a sudden I became overwhelmed with anger and I or sadness. And I say, okay, well, to understand that, you really have to understand more about the way your mind works. And neuroscientists today tell us that if I really, really focus and pay attention for the next hour, I'm going to be able to be aware of five out of every 100 thoughts that go through my mind. So if I'm sitting here thinking I'm happy and thinking happy thoughts and all of a sudden come, become overwhelmed with sadness or anger, all that means is it wakes me up to the realization, oh, I have something going on in my unconscious, and it's finally added enough energy to it that it bursts into conscious awareness. So let me go in and use some tools to uncover the unconscious thoughts and beliefs I have that are generating this emotion. So that's all I would add. Letting that little tune run through my head there for a moment, it uh, it brought me back to... Uh, to another thing that I wanted to just put out there today. Um, again, if you're not connected with us on Facebook, it's jam underscore R-Y-C-E. Send a friend request. But uh, but yesterday, uh, it was actually, I was kind of going through your post yesterday, Tim, and I saw that, uh, that post uh, from the Eagles in Hotel California and just how beautiful a video it was and how awesome a rendition of Hotel California they did. Uh, the the Eagles, and then uh, found out this morning that the lead guitarist for the Eagles, uh, Glenn Frey, um, passed away. It was kind of strange when I read a little bit about it. Is that uh, he had, and I've never heard anyone dying of this, but had complications of rheumatoid arthritis. So, not sure exactly what was going on, but but I just like to put that out and have us as a community holding a space for he as he makes his journey uh, as a genius in the stuff he brought to the world and so as he makes his journey just that, that we would hold a space of love for him and moving forward in his family who's left behind that they're soothed and and held in a space of love so i'd like to just take a minute just to honor glenn frey and the gifts he gave us i I was fortunate, actually, last year when we were down here, Michael and Margaret and I, Jeannie, was doing an intensive for the ladies, the, the uh, Healing the Whole Woman intensive. And uh, Michael and Margaret and I uh, went to uh, an Eagles concert, and it was just it was just an awesome concert. I mean, they played for about three and a half hours, and it was like, I'm so glad I got to catch them as a group uh, together before he left, it was, it was pretty cool. So, so hats off to you, uh, Glenn, and blessings on your journey. And Jeannie tells us that uh, she's got a caller. We do, and it's actually Erica, and she was tell- sharing something on Facebook and in the chat room, and I said, would you call in and share it online? And she said, yep. So, Erica, Welcome. Hello. Hey there, young lady. We haven't heard we haven't heard your voice in the show in a while. We are well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm calling to share uh, a synopsis of the events that have occurred over the last week. Um, uh huh. This this work is so powerful. Um, so I resigned from my job 
and I resigned technically in October, and I continued out my contract till December. And I did not tell my parents that I had resigned. And so right. I'm just I'm ignoring all of the fear, the terror, the all of these thoughts that are coming up as I'm thinking about telling them. I'm just ignoring it. And then last week, I'm like, this is coming to a critical mass. Just do the worksheet because I know that the worksheet helps. So I did a few at home, and then I did one in Dr. Tim's Mind Shifters group last Tuesday. Oh, it was so powerful, Michael. It it was so powerful that on the drive home, I had like sporadic screaming, like all of this pain just being vocalized and moving through my body. Like in the same way that you would see like like an 18-month-old would just start screaming if you take a toy away from him or her. I mean, it was like that. It was very intense. And, wow. I, you know, 40-minute drive, and this is what's happening almost the entire drive home. And I had, you know, both the ability to witness it and to engage in it. And because I have, like, mm. strength and ability, it wasn't, so overwhelming that I'm like, oh, my life's over. It was more like, okay, here's what's happening, and you're just going to watch it happen. Um, and so then I went into a massive healing crisis for uh, about two and a half days. And body I detox at all? Care. What's that? I say body detox at all? Yes, yes. Oh. And it, But it was so good because what happened was, it was like, um, how do I explain it? Just like a little hole popped into this, like, fear balloon of mine. And as it began to deflate, the the courage to finally just tell them, just to do this action that I was so afraid to do came. And in telling them, my images of my brother and my sister and actually my mom all shifted. And that's when I was like, holy crap, the people in my mind are not the people right before me. Because the people right before me are being to be completely differently than what I had imagined. I mean, to the extent that both my brother, it was hilarious, both my brother and sister spoke up and said, basically, writing is a career, Mom, and she'll be able to support herself with it. And I'm like, who are these people? I've never met them before. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so after that occurred, I finally had revealed to myself that I'm strong enough to do all these other things I've been putting off. So I did two other things that I was having all that fear and anxiety about. I did worksheets, and then I did the actual act. So then this morning, last night mm. I went to bed, and I am feeling amazing. And I woke up this morning, and Michael, clear as day, like as clear as your voices or or my voices, I heard something tell me to apply for a director position at this educational center in a town nearby, about 10 miles away from me. And it was so specific, and I just laughed. I'm like, where is this coming from? (laughs) And I just just, went to the computer, and that position is open and posted for, you know, looking for somebody to fulfill that role at that exact same place in that town. And so I'm like, holy crap. So I laughed again, 
And immediately following that, the voice, like, reappears and says that life is a celebration. And I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is fantastic. So, you know, I applied for this. It was pretty good because it made me, like, rethink my resume. And as I was looking at what this job entails, I'm like, this will teach me everything I need to fulfill this other, like, independent role because I've been talking with my friend about opening a, a writing center in a town nearby where we'll have workshops for teenagers and adults and retirees and all of this stuff just related Whoa. to writing. And we've been brainstorming it and looking at skill level, and I'm like, this job will teach me all of the business stuff to get this center to run, to be a functional running center that abides by all of our human rules and regulations. I'm just oh, like, I'm great. just covered in goosebumps right now. <laughs> I'm just, and and it sounds like you know the the question that Brenda asked was just exactly what we're talking about. Are we living in the past and our perceptions from our thoughts of the past, or are we willing to have that kind of guidance come in? And, and literally that's what was called the mind of Christ. And, uh, and, and, you know, and it's not religious. It's like, it's secular. I've actually been thinking about changing the title of one of my books to resurrecting the original Aramaic secular Yeshua, because mm-hmm. it's, it works where we live. It's not about church on Sunday morning or folding your hands and meeting down on your hands. It's like where we live. And, you know, I can remember the first time I got specific information like that, and it was mind-boggling because I was, I was this goes back about 30 years ago, I was asked to do a service at Unity in, um, in Fort Lauderdale, and they asked me for a time. It was several months ahead. And I gave them this title just off the top of my head, Prelude to Prosperity, and, you know, went on. And right up to the night before, I had no idea what I was going to talk about, what that title even meant. And in a dream, <laughs> in a dream, I was given a page number in a dictionary and a word from that page. And I went to that page in the dictionary and I woke up, opened up, and the word was there, and there was my whole talk. And it was like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. And, and that's oh. where... Life comes from, that's a true live present moment experience. And we're designed to live those all the time. And all we have to do is the work that's required to have the courage you just spoke about to go through and feel sometimes those terrors that started so early in life that they're just so visceral and the energy just wants to move as you described you were doing. And and isn't it awesome to have a support space like the one Dr. Tim and the whole crew there creates just pouring love onto you as you do that piece mm-hmm. of work and then giving you the opportunity to do the same for other people. It's just, it's just awesome. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic support group. Everyone who attends. Um, I am so glad I found your work. Well, I didn't even find it. It found me. Did I ever tell you how I discovered this? This is a great story. No. no. I'm living in Elgin, and I had begun attending a support group or a group for A Course in Miracles. And I didn't understand anything, but I just kept going because I liked the people and I liked the way I felt. I didn't understand a word of this book. And this woman came one day and she handed me the flyer that was advertising your week-long uh, workshops at um, Woodstock. You were coming into town. 
It was fall right. of 2014, I think. And um, uh-huh. I look at it, and I just look at the bottom, and it says the last, uh, the last self-help tools you'll ever need. And I laughed, and I said, I don't need help. And she's like, come with me to one of these. And I'm like, I'll think about it. And I just threw it in my book. So I go to class the next week, and the flyer's in there, and she's like, are you going to come to one of them with me? And I'm like, no. That following week, Michael, that flyer moved around my apartment. I didn't touch it, but everywhere I went, there it was. I'm in the kitchen looking in, like, my junk drawer. It's in there. I'm grading papers. It's in the pile of papers I'm grading. I go to my bedroom. It's, like, in the book I'm reading. I don't know. How, it just moved. It moved itself. Uh, it's, it's on caller, and okay. I'm like, you know what, Rain, I will go with you. Let's go. Well, we got the day wrong. We went a week early, and we listened, like, and I entered mind shifters, and I'm just listening to what's happening, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but this kind of makes sense to me, and I've been going ever since. <laughs> That's it, awesome. It is how we understand the course. That's how I finally got to understand the, the course. And life in oh, that's, general. That's fabulous. Well, you know, I, I, it's it's so inspiring to hear you share that because anybody who's hanging out in the doldrums and the the drama and trauma based life that you know hears me talk about you know what's happened with Michael Coffin, like, well, that's interesting. But to hear you say it live and and to to bring it forward and and for people to realize that that is really possible for all of us to live in that all the time. Yeah, it takes work, but it's possible for us to live in that all the time, and it's awesome when that happens. You know, one thing that I always remember is when you said that it'll only take as long as we want it to take, and the course says that too. And so, every time I'm entering what I think is going to be like a really big, uh, it's going to be a really big healing crisis, or it's going to be my seventy-seven times seventy. I always, like, hear the voice saying it'll only take as long as you want it to take. And that's it's exactly true that it doesn't have to be, uh, like, a five-year process. So it may need to be that for the person at that time, but it can be gone as, as quickly as you're willing to let it be gone. It's exactly. amazing. Yeah. 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 It's it is. It's, just, it's pretty I mean, awesome. I know that... Uh, Mary uh, was sharing how much she's been gaining from you guys interacting and supporting each other. So, so it's been pretty cool to hear that too. So nice work, lady. And, and Dr. Kim, just just great, you know, appreciation for what you're doing. And uh, maybe you have some thoughts to share from that uh, worksheet that, um, that Erica did at the uh, support group, Tim. Are you are you on mute, Tim? Are you with us, Tim? Okay. Yeah, I apparently I had apparently I had only one of my mute buttons turned off. <laughs> okay. Apparently I was doing something so illicit that I was afraid I put all my mute buttons on. So you wouldn't hear me brushing my teeth after eating carrots. <laughs> yeah, what I was saying oh, well. is as usual as usual, my comment is that it, it wasn't me, it isn't me, it's the work, it's the application of the tools. 
And I am blessed to have people like Erica and Mary and Lori and all those people who attend these groups on Tuesdays and Thursdays and the, the way it's positively impacted my life to be around people who are willing to question the beliefs of the culture and try something new is every bit as phenomenal as Erica's story. And I mm-hmm. continue to work to catch myself getting triggered earlier and earlier and apply the tools and and see the fabulous improvement in my life and relationships. So I'm blessed to have people like Erica coming to my support groups and teaching me as they are learning. I hear you loud and clear. I'm with you on it. Well, thank you so much for listening to my stories and for all the work you do. It's been, well, it's, it's a great, been, uh, a great contribution. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, I will talk to you guys soon, then. I'm going to get off the line okay. in case you have any more questions coming in. All righty. Blessings. Are, are you going to join Mary for the uh, codependence intensive? No, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be there. That's not going to work. Uh, okay. No. All right. Well, good luck on that uh, application and uh, and following, you know, just congratulations on following the guidance. And uh sounds like a whole new set of skills coming in that's going to allow you to go to the next level of your purpose. And so okay. it sounds like you've got your vision and, and your why, and, and that's what makes it really alive and exciting. So great yeah. work. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Blessings. Bye-bye. And Michelle just, wrote, <laughs> Michelle just wrote in the chat room, said, uh, Erica's story from the Course of Miracles description um, to the flyer, the whole thing, she said hers floated into the car, and she went to the uh, workshop and was hooked. So <laughs> it gets out there oh, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, and Mary, Mary had sent me a uh, a text last week about how, uh, quote, Tim's Thursday group is always so intense. I love it. <laughs> so pretty cool. Well, and well, one of the uh, oh. let me let me just say that. Go ahead. Sure. So 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 I I I keep saying you know it's not me it's the work, and then people want to say oh no but it's what you do and all right so buy into that if you want to, but the more people do that. To my mind, the more they're distancing themselves from the possibility that they can do the very same thing. So it isn't my doctorate in clinical psychology that that makes me able to do this. Please believe this. Please observe this for yourself. I went through a doctorate in clinical psychology, and I had professors teaching me to go sit in front of people and ask them, how does that make you feel? I had to go out and get a decent education after I got the doctorate and after I got the license and I sat for the test that would allow me to get money from insurance companies. I had to go out then and actually learn practical tools to add to what my parents taught me and what my best friends had taught me in life so I could actually help people. So the first thing is anybody can do this work. The next thing is Mary sent you a text about how the Thursday group is so intense. Part of that is because it is smaller. And sometimes people say, oh, I can't do a group because there's only, you know, two or three people that showed up. That's probably 
even more intense than a group of 12 or 15 people sitting around. And so please observe what can happen if you just make the commitment to sit down with the tools, even if you're alone or if there's one or two people with you. And here's live testimony from somebody who comes to the Thursday group, and sometimes there's just two of us, sometimes three or four of us sitting together, and that's more intense often than the Tuesday group where there's eight or 12 or 15 people there. Yep. Awesome. And you set a space, and that's a gift to give to people, and I support you receiving acknowledgement for that, and they do the work for sure. And, and and many people would not do the work without that space. So you certainly deserve the accolades and and acknowledgement for for the part you play in inspiring people because you do inspire people and that's powerful. It's a powerful gift to give. Well, I thank accept you. that and I and I say thank you. Uh, you're welcome and deserving. And I want people to know it's you know there's nothing more special about Dr. Tim than there is about any other human on the planet. And if I pick up the tools and apply them, I get taught by the same power and and wisdom that everyone has access to. Right on. Right on. All right. Well, Jeannie tells me she's got another caller. So, Jeannie? Yes. The first one is area code 828. You're on the air. Hi, Jeannie, Michael, Tim. This is Jason from Mississippi. Hey there, young man. Welcome. Thank you. What's exciting um, in your world? How can we support you today? Um, well, I wanted to um, thank Dr. Tim. Um, I called in Friday uh, in my fear of not being perfect and not being enough. And um, he uh, made some suggestions about a worksheet that I had done many times and um, went back and looked at my previous worksheets around the subject and found that it's I had already um, filled in the blanks in a very similar manner, but in the moment, um, I let my fear take me away from that. Um, so uh, thank you, Tim, for being so patient with me um, and um, for reminding me that uh, that doing the work gets the job done. Um, sometimes I forget. You're quite welcome and deserving. Thank you. Um, and uh, yesterday, uh, the friend that I was talking about had the day off. So we spent the day together, had a wonderful day, and um, I uh, used the work that I've been doing to um, let my expectations go and allowed myself to have a wonderful time. Um, and um, Michael, if you remember um, a certain distant family member that I had been working with who yes. um, mm-hmm. stopped communication, she has been reaching out to me again. Um, so thank you for holding space, um, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what she's willing to bring to the table now. Um, uh and then uh sometimes it takes another... a little time for people to open up and and be able to really hear and and be ready for a new opening. So I I just told the space for that to continue. Yeah. Thank you. Um 
on another note, um, after listening to your week or so of shows on NA and, or I'm sorry, AA, um, I um, was finding myself uh, at the point where what I was feeling, I kept uh, thinking about um, suppressing using using alcohol. So I uh, got in touch with the local AA chapter, and I've been going to uh, regular meetings. Uh, almost, uh, I've only I only missed yesterday. Uh, I was doing a church function during the meeting. Um, but, uh, I've, I've really experienced it in a, in a different way. Um, the first time I went in there, I saw a bunch of victims, um, and I, something resonated my own victimhood and I decided that the program wasn't for me. Um, and this time around, uh, I go in there and I see people doing their work and being, uh, very honest and um, inviting me to to do the same thing. And um, there's there's no mind shifter group in the area, but um, the the community at AA and NA um, have uh, been the equivalent for me in the past couple of weeks. Awesome. And um, it's yeah, it's um, it's been a great. Uh, way for me to interact socially, which um, isn't something that I've been doing since I've been here. Um, mm. So I, I wanted to, to thank you for um, bringing those uh, those groups uh, to my attention, and I in turn am um, being that space and sharing in group. Uh, certain things that I've been doing um, and have seen a lot of interest from, from other people. So um, I I think it's quite possible that there will be a mind shifter group here in Starkville, Mississippi pretty soon. All right. That would be awesome. Any way we can support you in that. And, you know, Jeannie's got a whole section on the website that she wrote about her experience of starting a support group. You know, when we first met, I was traveling, and I came and did a series of workshops, and she started the next week, and for a year she did a group. So she's written a lot of her experience, and then other facilitators have written, and she's accumulated all of that on the website. So go through that, and that would be awesome to uh, to get a support group started there. That would just be right right on track. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so cool. thanks for the inspiration and the support. All right, so you got it. Have a blessed one. You as well. Jason. All Bye-bye. Yes? Jason, I just got yes? a text from Gail, and she said to tell you thank you, that that was wow. Excellent. Yay. You're you're quite welcome. All right, and and thank you, thank you, Gail, for just all the uh, the wisdom and insight and accumulated information that you brought to us that week. That was just uh, – I've had a number of people comment on how it impacted them and gave them deeper understanding. And so, so your, uh, your gift there was really well received by many people. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I was in particular, uh, touched by the knowledge that 
it was first century Aramaic practices or first century Aramaic teachings of Yeshua that really were the root of of AA, and it just makes so much sense because it's like it works in life. You know, it's secular. It's not religious. It's just about here's how the game is played. And So thank you, Gail. You are appreciated. We need to be in touch in a day or two as well. But anyway, Jeannie, you've got another caller? We do. It's um, area code. Ah, let me flip back over here. Sorry. It's area code five four one. You're on the air. Hi, it's Julie. Hi. Hey, Julie. From Ashland, Hi. Oregon. All right. <laughs> hey there, young well, lady. How are you? I'm, I'm okay. I think there's only four minutes, so maybe I should call back tomorrow, but. I'm trying to make a decision about what to do about my teeth before I go to the intensive. And um, I have an appointment to have them extracted, but I had higher guidance, I believe, if I'm interpreting it correctly, show me, and this was last week, which was an amazing week of getting myself to commit to come to the intensive. (laughs) And I woke up one morning with my teeth, a a vision of two teeth glowing in blue with a white light glowing around that. And so they were blue white teeth. And I have always recognized that to be soul, you know. The blue light is the soul and the white light is, I don't know. (laughs) So... This is new for healing. me to follow. Yeah, healing and truth. And anyway, so I want to trust this guidance that, and I first interpreted it as they're going to heal, and I secondly interpreted it as I was telling someone about it that maybe they're just saying goodbye to me, which, which sounds like an interesting thought, but it's probably not true. It could be a lie. So what I want is to remove, my goal is to remove the interfering energies because I've been told I could die from these kinds of bacterial things going on. Either it can go to the brain or the heart. So I see, so my worry is that if I go on an airplane and I get exposed to high altitude and people's illnesses, blah, 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 so it may get worse before it gets better, which I'm willing to go through because I know how that is in the work, and I just wonder, you know, at this point, it is abscess, it's starting to swell again, but I'm not experiencing pain, and I'm not taking any drugs, and I have an appointment on the 29th, right before I come. So I'm thinking I should cancel the appointment, you know, to be courteous to the doctor, but I need to have a clear decision, and my guidance... um, Uh, I also had another guidance the next day about my finances and a way to increase my income. So I've been getting really beautiful little tidbits of guidance to follow through on. I just don't know how to interpret this one. So please, if you can. (laughs) Well, one, and and we're down to just seconds, so uh, one, we'll hold the space. I'd suggest you do some worksheets around it. And, you know, you've got a professional dentist who's there supporting you. I'd listen to their input as well. You know, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd hear what they have to say. That would be my highest input. And we're down to, I, I don't think we're mm-hmm. going to get a closing because it just announced we're down to 10 seconds. So. Thank you. So I'll just say we hold a blessing, hold you in love. <laughs> 